Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. It says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. And that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, for it was just as the angel had told them. And this is the story, again, of, of Christmas night that is uh, told in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And throughout this Christmas season, we've been looking at these different parts of the story and, and focusing uh, on this story and on this one verse, Luke 2.10. She says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Again, throughout this, this Christmas season, we've been looking at, at the fact that the angel invites the shepherds to trade in their fear and exchange it for joy. Right? We don't have to be afraid, right? Because just like the shepherds were afraid, even Mary and Joseph were afraid when they first heard about what was going to happen. And, and so oftentimes we have that same reaction when God starts doing things that we don't understand. But yet the angel tells them and therefore invites us. We can trade our fear and exchange it for joy. And now through this, again, these sermons leading up to tonight, um, we have been looking at the different aspects of joy. And through this Christmas season, I say we've looked at different parts that when all combined together, they equal the joy that can only be explained through God himself. We've looked at, again, through these messages leading up, that joy needs hope. That joy needs belonging. That joy needs purpose. That joy needs trust. 
And now tonight, we've lit the Christ candle. And as we wrap it all together and we see all of these aspects of joy, then we see tonight that joy not just needs hope, not just needs belonging, not just purpose, not just trust, but yet joy needs Jesus. Right? And he fulfills all that we need from God. He reveals to us who God is. As we realize again the, the, the power of the Christ child and all that he has done for us, all that he, he gives us, all that he invites us into, tonight I want to uh, look a little deeper into what Jesus brings into our life. And we're going to read tonight from John uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. So if you, if you have your Bible with you, you're welcome to open with me to John chapter 1. There are Bibles provided for you in the seat pockets as well. And you'll see the page number up there as to where you can find um, this passage in that Bible. Um, but again, the, the Apostle John writes this gospel, this story of Jesus. And, and he starts with these words in John chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world that he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believe in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn not with the physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Again, as we see John describing for us Jesus, and we find that our joy can be complete in Jesus and in who he is and, and all that he brings to our life. Again, as we celebrate Christmas to know that he is the ultimate gift. Right? As we realize that, again, I want to work our way back through this passage and starting with, again, verse 14, right? When it says the word became human and made his home among us, he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. For we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Again, he became human. Again, we serve a God that understands what it's like to deal with the troubles of this world and the temptations that we face and, and the questions and, and not, not the struggles of just being human because Jesus experienced everything that we experience. Again, we serve a God that knows what it's like to be human. And yet, as 100% human, Jesus was also 100% divine. As we see, he was full of unfailing love, an agape love that we can only experience from God himself. 
right? He was full of that un, unfailing love, and he was also full of faithfulness. You're saying he sticks with us even when we mess it up ourselves, right? He is with us all the time. He is unfailing love. He is full of faithfulness. And then we see in, in verse 12, again, that John points out, but to all who believe in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Again, Jesus, the Christ child, he came to earth, and he came to earth with a mission. Right? He came to earth with a mission of redemption, to redeem us, his creation, to save us from our sins. And he accomplishes this mission by living a sinless life, by dying on a cross, rising again on the third day. And he did all of this to give us the best gift that we could ever receive. And that is our salvation. Right? In our relationship with him. And again, when we receive that gift, right, we have to, again, a gift is, is, is not a gift until it's been received and opened, right? And depending on your family traditions, you maybe might open a few gifts tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, but as, again, that's when those gifts are received and opened, right? And again, God gave us this gift of Christ, but now we must receive it and accept it and open that gift. And so just as he said, to all who believe in him and accept him, we can become children of God. And on this Christmas Eve, I hope that you will open the gift of salvation if you've never done that before. Again, it's, it's, it's as simple as the, the steps described here in verse 12. Right? We believe that Christ was the Messiah, that he died and rose again to save our sins, and then we accept that gift as we confess our sins, ask for forgiveness, and invite him into our life. Right? And then ask him to then lead our life from that point forward. Right? And when we receive him again here at Oregon Trail, that's what we call joining the journey. Right? And we join the journey of faith. And that, that acceptance of Christ starts a new journey in us, a journey of transformation and growing in discipleship and learning and as we become more like Christ tomorrow than we are today. And we continue in that journey, and we continue to grow until that journey completes when we are with God in his unhindered presence in heaven, where we then start a heavenly journey with him. Right? And as we continue to journey in our faith, right, as we continue to receive him and, and grow, right, then we, we see this last two verses I want to highlight tonight come to life, and that is John 1, verses 4 through 5. And it says that the word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. It shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Right? And, and again, it's, as a part of our Christmas celebration is we, we put lights on everything. Right? And we light it up, especially if you're in Caldwell. Right? We light up everything. Right? And, and it, but it's great, and we love it, but it's also symbolic of the fact that Christ came to light up this world. Right? And that is a part of our celebration. Right? And, and as, is, as it says, whoever, um, whoever believes in him, then they will receive this light. 
Again, light is very symbolic regarding the Christmas holiday. And just as this verse says, Christ gives light to everyone who believes. Right? And my hope, right, is that we will take that light that we receive from Christ when we join the journey of faith, receive him as our Savior, and then we take that light with us everywhere we go. Right? And just as we read in the Advent reading that that we take that light where, where people will notice, right? Because we all know that in this world, there's a lot of darkness. And this world needs the light of Christ. And again, light um, comes with the Holy Spirit, right? It says no, darkness can never extinguish it, right? As we read to the end of the story, the end of the Bible, we know that God wins, right? The darkness can never extinguish it, right? Because God is all-powerful, and God wins, right? And, and, and we can live for eternity in that light of his holiness, right, when we reach heaven. And so tonight, as we celebrate Christmas Eve, right, and, and with our friends and family tonight and tomorrow, Right? And as we, as we celebrate again the most incredible gift that we could ever receive in the Christ child, I hope that um, we will shine that light right? and take it with us because the light is supposed to spread. And so tonight, again, when you came in, you received a candle. And tonight, um, as we conclude our service, and we are going to illustrate this example of what John talks about in John chapter 1, of how this light is supposed to be move on, right? The light of Christ. We take that light of Christ, we share that light, and when people receive it, then they receive the light, right? And the joy that comes with that light.